Yeah, that's good. What's up, man? How you been? Same old. Yeah. Yep. How about you? A lot of man, just hanging. Yeah. Are you bored? Just like with not a lot of work to do, or what are you doing these days? Um. So, like, this weekend I had a wedding back in my hometown. Yeah, yeah, I saw that Amanda was sending me snaps. Who was it? Uh, Tucker's older sister. Oh, nice. So, I went home last, I think, Thursday, right after Dick. Yeah, last Thursday. So, I spent Friday, Saturday, Sunday, came back to school yesterday. And... I'm staying in Philly today, but I'm going home tomorrow. I'm spending so tomorrow's Wednesday through Monday at home again because I have another wedding at home. Damn, <clears throat> a lot of weddings. Yeah, I had three in four weeks. Jeez. So, like, but like today, like I slept till eleven, hung out, went to the gym. Came home. I went to a junk flight. Nice. I tried their wings. Their wings were good. Yeah, same. So, um, but yeah, I'm bored. Like, I have to, like, like that. You know I'm bored when I rank 130 teams in the NCAA. <clears throat> yeah, that's fair. So, I'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah, you'll figure it out. But you know me, I don't do well when I'm bored. Yeah, I got you. So, whatever. But what'd you do this weekend? Uh, nothing Friday, Saturday. There was a, I went and saw a movie. Yeah, I love going to, it's called The Black Door. It was kind of like a horror thriller type movie. Um, Really good though. It was kind of it was like raining all day, and I love going to movies by myself. So I did. Have you seen Top Gun Maverick yet? No, I haven't even. You're gonna hate me for saying this. I haven't even seen the original Top Gun. Jesus. I'll watch. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. I'll watch it at some point. Um, but um, what was I gonna say? Um, then at night I went to. There's like <clears throat> every weekend in Chicago, summer. A different neighborhood has a street fest where they just, like, close off the main street of that neighborhood and they just, like, have live music and food trucks and drinks and all sorts of stuff. So I went to one of those. Um, the time is 8.17 p.m. Then we bar hopped a little bit. A and then uh, how was that? What neighborhood did you go to? Logan Square. Great neighborhood. Incredible neighborhood. Probably my favorite neighborhood in Chicago, but I wouldn't want to live there. It's just, well, it's just, it's, it's a little out of the way, but it's like, um, and it's far from the lake. It's like the exact opposite direction, but it has like the best, probably like three blocks of bars in Chicago, in my opinion. And it's got this like really big central square that has like a bunch of like restaurants and bars around it. So we, so a lot of times we'll just like go grab food and then go sit in the square and just like eat and drink some beers and, there's always a ton of people out. Just like a fun, it's a very vibrant neighborhood. Um, 
I think but, Chicago uh, has more bars than Philly does. There's a lot of bars here. Um, well, here you you were you were in Logan Square. Do you remember? Um, do you remember when we were that first night? We went and we sat on that patio right next to the right next to the L, and the train kept going by, and it was really loud. And we sat outside. We met like my friend with, Brad, his with, girlfriend, with Brad. there. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. that was yeah. that a brewery? No, nah, it's just a bar. It's called it's Easy Bar. Yeah, we were there. That's where I. That was one of the bars we were at. On no, I remember that. I remember that night. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So, so you've been to Logan Square? That's like kind of like a little further away from like the main action, but. Still a good bar. Yeah. Nice, man. I feel like Chicago – I don't know what it was. But I was thinking about the other day. Like, Philly, I feel like, does not have a lot of bars for being a city. Really? I don't know. Chicago is a – Maybe I'm wrong. Chicago, but. Chicago is a ton. And, like, I always <clears> – <throat> the best way for me to, like, when I first moved to my old apartment and now where I live now, like, I go for a lot of runs – and that is the best way to learn, like, the, like what, what's going on in the neighborhood. Because, like, I'll just go a slightly different way every time I run. And, yeah, I'm, like, I'm discovering there are so many bars. So many bars. It's insane. And I'm just going to, like, try them all at some point. But I like it. <laughs> you'll, you'll have to try a few with me. Oh, you know I'm down for that. No, I know. There's a few that have caught my eye specifically. So, what in your neighborhood or other neighborhoods? Not my neighborhood. They're all within. They're all no more than a 15 minute walk from where I live. Beautiful. Yep. I actually love like the nights that I walk to bars to meet up with friends. I love those nights. Like when it, the 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 like the pre walk pre bar walk is like phenomenal. Oh yeah. Now it's yeah, it's so much better to me than like going to somebody's apartment. Yeah. Like when you like I just like being around strangers. I don't know why, it just feels more exciting to me. Yeah, cuz you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Although there are times when it's like if somebody's having like a good like like house party, that's fun. Like where there's a lot of like friends of friends there, like that's fun. But Yeah. If it's just like like the small group hangouts are are fine at times, but like I got to be in the right mood for, which I often am. But like there are certain nights where it's like, no, I want to go to a bar. I want to be like group of us, bunch of strangers, just like see where the night takes us. I'm I'm always pushing for bars with my friends, although like I have a couple of friends that like I don't know if they don't like going to bars or don't just don't like spending money or what. They're always like, hey, let's just stay in and drink <clears throat> beers, which is fine, but like. I like meeting people and talking to people and just, yeah. I don't know. But that's how I was in college, too. No, I'm, I feel like, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. All right. So. Damn, dude. Hmm. Well, you know me, I will, I will frolic and adventure all over Chicago if I have to. No, there's plenty to do. Like, there's so many places within, like, my immediate vicinity that's that aren't even Wrigleyville. Like, we probably won't go to Wrigleyville. But we'll – there's a ton of stuff. I don't care where we go. You know that. 
I don't care what we do. Like, I don't care at all. As long as I'm in Chicago and going on some sort of adventure, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I mean, if you're down for it, like, the more I think about this, we should go to the Sox game on Saturday. Because, like, what the hell else are we going to do? It's a 12-10 game, which is perfect. So, we'll get back by, like, 4, 4.30. We'll have all night still. Perfect. It's never expensive. Right? Beers are, you know, baseball game beers. But it's not crazy. Tickets, we'll probably be able to get tickets for 20 bucks. I'll look it up right now. Yeah. We'll take the red line straight down. So, it's going to be public transportation there. It might take us, I don't know. 40 minutes, but that's like the same as an Uber on a Saturday. So, oh, it's a double header. That's why. Oh, is it? Is it straight or split? Uh, it's split. Damn, I was gonna say we can get two for the price of one. Six bucks is the cheapest ticket right now. Six bucks? Yeah. On, on, on where? Let me look. Like upper deck, like 518, 509. Here. I know good places to sit. The bleachers at at Guaranteed Rate are not the best. They're not bad, but they're not the best. Lower box corner, row five, $14. That's, That's down the third baseline for $14, row five. Jesus. Where am I looking? That, wait, why is it not on? Oh, there it is. Wait, where, what section are you looking at? I was just scrolling through through the thing, but then I saw a lower level, and it just caught my eye. Lower box corners, one fifty-two. Oh yeah, right there, fourteen bucks. Yeah. Bleachers, yeah. One sixty-two wouldn't be bad for fifteen bucks. Well, we've got options, so. Yeah. Damn, dude. $6 for a baseball game. Dang. Which is like just at like the outfield and third base. 19 19, bucks. Yeah, see that too. Yep. Row, Row 29. Yeah. 160 would be good bleachers. Row 4, 160. That's like prime catching a home run. That's like right that's like a little to the to towards center field of the bullpen. It yeah. might even be the bullpen. I, maybe not, but dude that would be a big catch. That's like row four, that's home run territory. Yeah dude. Alright, anyway, we'll find something. I'm down for that. I'm I'm completely down for that game. Alright. Damn dude that's gonna that's gonna come up quick too. Yeah. I'm going to the game on Tuesday. 
I, and they're playing Cleveland. Yeah, they're playing the Twins. Ooh, a, a must win. Must Dude, win. The Sox are pissing me off so badly right now. We don't have to talk about this, but just think they're just the most expectation versus how they're performing is just horrendous. They were going to cruise through the central and I like get your shit together. We should not be losing three games out of four to the Orioles with that, with, regardless of our lineup, regardless. And yet we somehow did. That's how I'm the same with the Phils, dude. The Phillies spent over $200 million and still can't make the fucking playoffs. Yeah. It's so frustrating. Yep. Baseball is the most frustrating sport, though. It is frustrating. Doc starting in 10 minutes, so I'm going to have that on while we're talking. Yeah, I have the Phillies on right now. They're losing. I hate this. We have a, a West Coast series, so all the games start at like 8.30 my time. Well, just about if you were on the East Coast, it would be 9.30. Yeah, but I only I only watch like the first five innings, and then it's like ten thirty, and I go to bed. I can't stay up. See, and I would thing. hate to I would hate to stay up for us to lose even more. So I just cut my losses and go to bed. Yeah. But that you know how you talk about if I'm bored, like I stayed up till three o'clock in the morning last night. Yeah, not a lot. Like, I can't win. Yeah. Um. Damn, dude, Chicago's be nuts. That's gonna be a good time. I mean, honestly, though, that 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 first leg of that trip is what I'm most excited for, just because it's Chicago, it's you. Like, I love that city. I don't know. Just one of those things. My whole July is just like filling up right now, which is a good thing. But what else you got going on? Um, Fourth of July weekend. I'm staying around here, but I think we got some plans in the works. Um, Weekend after, I'm painting my entire place. Um, Weekend after that, uh, my. my roommate that week after that, my roommate from when I was in, um, in California for the guy from Germany is coming here for coming to Chicago for like four days. So I'll be with him. And then it's my music festival pitchfork that I always go to. And then you're here that next weekend. And then the weekend after that is Lollapalooza, which is always just a weekend with a lot going on. So, yeah, it's just it's just a lot, a lot of stuff. Is the is the German kid specifically coming to see you, or is he just in Chicago for some reason? Well, he he got his MBA online from a school in Florida, and he he just graduated, so he came for graduation. And while he's here, he just wants to do a tour of like all the cities he didn't see. So he's doing. Um, he's in New York right now. I think he's doing like maybe Boston or like DC or a couple others before coming to Chicago. Nice. So, but like it's him and his girlfriend. So it'll just be like 
the most touristy stuff. Like we're going to like get deep dish pizza and like go to the top of the Willis tower and, you know, like just like stuff like that. But it'll be fun. Nice, man. Excited for you. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. I've, I just have this road trip. I've, I, well, I, I'm going home. So, like in Whitehall, six out of seven weekends from the end of, from the middle of June until the middle of July. For specific reasons or just to go back? No, like I, I had a reason each, each time. Like the first weekend in June, I had, I had to go home to puppy sit. Yeah. Weekend after that, I had a wedding. Weekend after that, I was here in Philly. I don't even know what I did that weekend. Oh, no, no. It was a concert. So I, I went out hard that last weekend. This weekend, this past weekend, I went home for a wedding. This next weekend, I'm going home for a wedding. And the weekend after this, so like a week and a half from now, Kelsey Bowen's dad uh, beat, who like I'm really close to and like I'm probably going to turn into. It's his 60th birthday, and he rented out a big hall with, like, two other, like, um, people that are turning 60, who I know as well, and they're having a big bash, so I'm going home for that. Oh, nice. Did you say you were at a concert last weekend, or whatever weekend you were in Philly? So, I I didn't go to the concert, so it was a, it was a country concert, yeah. the Kenny, Kenny Chesney concert, yeah. so... So I didn't buy have tickets for it. It was more of, hey, I'm just going to tailgate all day with everyone else. Yeah. So we went to Xfinity, and then was uh, it at like was it at like the link or something? Yeah, at the link. So um, I went to Xfinity, drank there for a lot of time, and then a counselor at Ma at the school I work at, she had a big tailgate with all of her friends, and she invited me. So I stopped over there and just drank and you know flirted with a couple blondes, and then went home. And then went to a Jones. Sounds like a nice day. Yeah, it was a it was a quality day, quality day for sure. But yeah, I have. I mean, Kenny Chesney came through Chicago and played Soldier Field. I think this past weekend because I think somebody I know was going. Um, you couldn't pay me to go, but I feel like those tailgates do get pretty rowdy. I mean, you couldn't pay. I mean, I would not spend more than like probably 20 bucks because i don't know a single, i know one song with ken chesney that's it but like the girls that got the girls that were in the the, the lots and as well as expanding holy shit dude talk about like walking boner like <laughs> like it like yeah. some quality girls and they all drank a lot too so like I, my head was on a swivel oh i believe it i believe it so like that's why I say that's why I say you could get me to get to go to one of the concerts. And actually, yeah. in fact, as I was walking through the lots, I was like, "Yo, I should like I was just wearing like a polo and like grown up like tan shorts." Yeah. So I was like, "I like I'm going to a tailgate. Like I need to do something." So I bought a, a cowboy hat from all these dudes that were selling like t-shirts and shit. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I was I was I was I was pretty styling. I'm not gonna lie. To oh you. my god. <laughs> All right, if you say so. <laughs> but uh, 
Well, yeah, I did. Uh, it's one of those things. But that's good. Yeah, nothing else. Like, I like I li- like I thought about applying to jobs like just for a two, but I work like it'd be like two weeks and then I go to this road trip. There's no point. So this this whole summer is shot because of not getting hired, but then also like me not applying to jobs earlier, but then also having this road trip. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Chalk it up. You'll figure it out. Yeah, well, I'm not worried about it. Um. Shit. I uh, I was eating dinner before this, and I just went on YouTube because I just wanted something to watch while I was eating. And the a recommended video I I because I wanted to watch football highlights. Um, and the first video that came up was um, like the Blue White Daily, um, which is like a, I guess like a podcast or a blog or something that also does videos. Um, and I was watching this video about like a recruiting updates. And I did not realize a, how good our 2023 class is currently. But B, we have some like high, high, high profile guys that we are drawing serious interest from who could, who will likely announce in, um, in July, whether or not they pick us is up for debate, but like, it's like, I'm just now getting caught up on recruiting and, I did not realize that we are in the position we're in, but it's a, definitely a good thing. No, dude, like I know that, and I like I, you know, me and recruiting, like that, like I'm reading yeah. all about this. Like the next two to three weeks, I forget when exactly, are monstrous for us. We should have at least. Yeah. I think when the finals for one, two, three, I think four or five dudes, and some top dudes too, not just some like bums or anything. Oh yeah. This guy, like Jason Moore, who's like a top 50, top 60 guy. Yeah. Um, some guy whose last name is LeBlanc, who's a top 100 guy, Evan Link, King Mac. I'm just reading the names that they have here, but these dudes are all legit for some five-star guys who are seriously interested in Penn State. Granted, we have stiff competition. We're up against like the Notre Dames, the Floridas, the Oklahomas, but it's legit. No, it is, and no, but like, we're, so Tamir Robinson, yeah, just signed. Right, he's he's the guy we just got, right? No, he 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 hasn't committed yet. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of somebody else then. No, no but like Jason Moore, he's the top. I'm looking at on 24 seven right now because I was looking at it like earlier today, just read up on shit. Um, yeah. He's top. I hate when they say D lineman because the one, the dude they got this past weekend, that uh, Tamarian Parker, or whatever. How, yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. He's listed as a D lineman, but it, as I was reading up on him, it said that he was going to be like a DN. So usually they have it as like edge rusher instead of D lineman. Usually when yeah. they have D lineman, it's more of like D tackles and shit, but like yeah. whatever. But Jason Moore, yeah, like dude, like top, he's, he's 52 in the nation. Um, Tony Rojas is a linebacker from Virginia. He's projected to us. Um, Tamir Robinson from Pittsburgh. He's an edge rusher, but I heard that he's going to be moving to linebacker if he commits. Um, and then um, there's the running back from Florida. Um, 
I forget his name. It was like uh, Wilson Webb, Trayon Webb, running back. Yeah. And then did you see that our quarterback shut down his whole recruitment either yesterday or today? Who did? The quarterback recruit we have, Marcus Stokes. Uh, no, I didn't see that, but he, he's not taking any of his official visits anymore. Is he a good quarterback? He's rated three ninety six. I mean, I'm not worried about quarterback considering we got yeah. the Drew whatever Aller. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm, like, dude, like we we could make some moves, yeah. some big moves, dude. And we also have. Like, this is the other thing. Great news. Like, we have Alex Birchmeyer, who, like, is the number one offensive lineman in the country for 23. But we also have another, Javen Williams, an offensive tackle, who's, like, 61 nationally. Like, he's a yeah, real deal. He, he's from, like, an hour Reading, away from yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, this is what bothers me. This this dude, Jason Moore, the 24-7 crystal ball has hit Notre Dame 100%. But, um, like, these dudes on this video were like, oh, yeah, I think Penn State is a real shot. Like, he definitely is interested. Like, you know, official visit, you know, Penn State seems to think they, they have a, the inside track on this guy. It's like, do they? Or, like, because 24-7 is the consensus – Crystal Ball is that he's going to Notre Dame, and they don't even mind. Yeah, but but here's the thing with the Crystal Ball: you have to look at like when they were predicted for that, though. Because like, if you look like that's the problem with the Crystal Ball, the latest Crystal. Like, you have to go to like the latest Crystal Ball, and like if you look at Jason Moore, his last prediction was in May. That was before. That was before his any other um, official visits or anything like that. Yeah, let me look at this. Let me look at this because there's one other dude who, this guy Derek LeBlanc, he's got Florida and Oklahoma split. Yeah, but if you if you if you read if you read his like articles on LeBlanc, it's like Florida's in the lead, Penn State is second, and like Oklahoma is the darkest of dark horse. Let's see. This guy had a uh, Oklahoma prediction on his, what's today, the 28th? Yesterday. That could be insider information then. From a guy who's Auburn undercover. He's nine for nine all. This is supposed to be his, he's nine for nine in 2023, which, and he's nine for nine all time, which means he's new to the recruiting game. I wonder how they get these predictions because sometimes when like the day before a kid recruit uh, commits, they yeah. like put out like, "Hey, like this guy, like Crystal Ball, like they must have like someone that they know of, like their family members or something." I want to know how they get it though. Yeah, uh, who knows? Yeah, and here's Tamarian Parker, the guy we just got, the real deal at D line or an edge, whatever you say he is. Good stuff, dude. Penn State. If we yeah. get a 2023 class as good as 2022, like that sets us up for a couple yeah. years from now, 2025, 2026. Like, but dude, but here's another thing too. Through. 
2024, so next year. Yeah. Pennsylvania is stacked for for prospects in 2024. Good. Like it's it's kind of scary. But um and we already have a top um 200 offensive lineman already recruited who's like been on the prowl for like other recruits. He's from Erie. Wait, what position does he play? Offensive lineman. Good. So it's 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 exciting. So like for 2024, as of right now, Pennsylvania has 10 with with inside the top 300 national. The thing right. that the thing that bothers me though is Penn State. I don't know why has struggled to recruit the kids that are stars coming out of um, Philadelphia area. Yeah. I've seen, I feel like I've seen that too. I just don't understand it at all. They do well yeah. with the suburb kids from Philadelphia, but not the inner city kids. Yeah, I don't know. The only thing I'll say about 23 is, and I don't know if we're targeting anyone, but like all our best players and all of our best targets – are not skill guys. Like, we've got, like, the first guy, we have a tight end who's seems pretty good. I mean, maybe not. He only's 230, 12 tight end overall. But you got to go to our first, like, wide receiver is 367. Yeah, but you got to think about how many receivers we've taken over the last two, two or three years. Yeah. Like if you go back, if you go back to like, I think it was like twenty twenty one. They took like four or five receivers when we were already st- stacked and loaded in the receiver room. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, we do have the number four class overall, which is pretty good. Or was I it know. last year? Was it last year's? Last year, hold on, one, two. Three, four, five. Yeah, last year we had five wide receiver recruits and we had one transfer. Yeah. So, like, don't worry about that. And we had some good ones, like Caden Saunders. Yeah. Real deal, wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, thought, I was looking today. Anthony Ivy could be good. Yeah, but I was looking today and – Ken Tolly still is not on the Penn State roster, so I don't know what, what's going on with him. Oh yeah, he he's listed at signed letter of intent, but not listed as enrollee. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with him. Hmm. I feel like my, Michael T- Mitchell Tinsley is a. I think he's going to be a impact player at wide receiver. Yeah, Parker Washington. And like, then, uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, – Mitchell Tinsley is going to have to play the role of Jahan Dotson sort of as that, like, veteran kind of go-to because Parker Robinson needs to play the role of, like, K.J. Hamler. Um, yeah, in the slot. Yeah, and then uh, that other guy. I can't think of his name. The guy with two last names. Oh, Keandre Lambert-Smith? Yeah, yeah. He, he's going to be our third guy. 
and he, he was good. He had a good, reliable year last year. But I'm comfortable with those three. And then we'll, like, cycle in, like, we got some other random dudes who will come in from time to time. But those three are going to have to be the three. Yeah. But we'll Jeez, see what happens. Luis Robert is just – What? I'm watching the Sox. And Luis Robert, who's this guy who was, like, this – going to be the, the next greatest – outfielder you know he's a great great center fielder incredible hitter great power but he just sometimes he just looks so disinterested like he just walked up saw three pitches three strikes just like very just unmotivated swings just looked like he was up there going through the motions struck out walked back to the dugout it just looks like dude were you just flying I hate that because it didn't look like it. It didn't look like it. Well, the Phillies just gave up a bomb to make it four three, so that's great. Are they winning or losing? They're losing now. They were tied. Yeah. What inning? Eighth. Ooh. Who are they playing? The Braves. Mm. Braves are hot as of late. Yep. I don't know, man. Gotta love baseball. Yep. Yep. We'll see what happens. But Oh, did, yep. did they just go? Oh, never mind. Damn, yo. I'm, I'm, I love recruiting. Yeah, I'd get into it right around the time that guys are committing. The only time, the only thing I'm concerned about is the running back room. I feel like it's way too crowded. Well, that's why guys transfer. I know, but like, I don't know. Like Devin Ford, like I Nick, I I truly think Nick Singleton is going to be the guy this year. He's only freshman. Yeah, I I I mean, I kind of dislike the whole running back by committee. I think we need a true starter, a true go-to guy. Agreed. We need, like, pretty much the same way we had um, Saquon with uh, Miles Sanders as his, like, true number two. Yeah. Like, that's that's what we need. Like, a guy who is the absolute go-to, but then a a number two who knows that he is going to play an important role, even if he's not the definitive starter. Agreed. You can't have this as like every oh we've got four guys and they each get you know they just rotate through series and then whoever's having the best game might get the series towards the end if it's close. No, that's how you that's how guys transfer. Yeah, agreed. I I like having a star and then um like if you need a third down back, third down back. If you if you have a short uh short yardage um you know play or need a short yardage gain, put in fucking Tank Lovett or whatever his fucking name was, but. Yeah. Like, that's uh, that's that's where I'm getting concerned, but is it? that's that's about it. I think we're set for quarterback for yep. the next probably four years, maybe three. Um, running back. <laughs> do you think Sean fine. Clifford will graduate by then? What? I said, do you think Sean Clifford will have graduated by then? 
I think the only reason why he came back this year are two reasons. One is because brother. he knows he's not going to play football ever again. And then yeah. two, his brother. Yeah. But I don't mind that because I'm okay. Because at the end of the day, I mean, he's like the most experienced quarterback in the Big Ten in terms of playing time. I, I, And so having him there to kind of like be that guy for the younger guys is not a bad thing in my opinion. Also, in my opinion, too, I don't want to rush Drew Aller coming along either. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm kind of like – I was kind of upset when Sean came back, but, hey, I'll, I'll let it I go. I think it's for the best. It's so rare that, like, a true freshman just comes in and can be – you know, unless you're, like, Trevor Lawrence – well, Drew Aller is going to be close to this. I'm telling you, know what I said before <laughs> that he's going to be the Heisman finalist category, and he's going to lead us to the playoff. I hope you're right. I think I am. What? Uh, what are your thoughts on Arch Manning to Texas? I, I, I really don't have any thoughts. You know, I think he's going to ball out, but it's Texas. You know, <laughs> like I bet. I mean. He, I think that NIL comes into play here because whether he is undefeated or whether he goes six and six, he's going to get paid playing well, in Texas. Well, yeah, look at, like, look at the, a, a the one, shit ton of money. Well, NIL is anything anymore. Like, look at the one quarterback from for Miami. He was down to Miami or Florida. Florida offered him $11 million, but he took the $9.5 million from Miami. Like, no matter what. And then I think Quinn Ewers, he made a million dollars. He made a million dollars before he even stepped on on campus. Yeah, yeah. That's why he enrolled early, because otherwise. I mean, Texas has laws where the high schoolers can now make money off their name, image, or likeness. So, like, that that wasn't the the case when he was – uh, no, but that's what that's what I'm most interested to see what happens with Arch Manning. What happens between him and Ewers? There's, yeah, that's. Let me throw this out. Do you think Ewers starts this year? I don't know who their quarterback is. No, he's gonna start because it's either him, um, the black dude from California, or Hudson Carr. I think his name is. He's Who was Western. their quarterback last year? Was it um? It was a, it was rotation, wasn't it? Wasn't it two kids? I have no idea. Oh, I know was it. It was vintage Texas. <laughs> they lost to Kansas. <laughs> yeah, but but what I, I'm going to throw out to you this: It does Quinn Ewers turn into the new Tate Martell? Oh, it's fair. Get there. God, I'm sorry. Um, could. Was, was Tate Martell high recruit? Highly yeah. Recruited? Yeah. Then he went to Ohio State. Was, wait, where, was he recruited? Was he, did he commit to Ohio State first or no? Yeah. Committed, yeah. To, committed to Ohio State, then went to Miami, then went to UNLV. Like, he, he was, I think there might have been a stop of, in between some of them. I think he went to four schools. 
Like, what's going to happen to yours? Yeah, or you could be like a um, – who was I just trying to think of a guy? Oh, it's like a Joe Burrow. Maybe. Although, I mean, granted, Joe Burrow stuck around for like four years until he transferred, but – Maybe. By the way, it's just crazy how the how the I'm I'm actually shocked it, it Arch went to Texas. Yeah, me too. Where did, does he live in Mississippi? New Orleans. Well, I don't know. He goes to high school in New Orleans. Okay. So I, I don't he, know if that's which which whose kid is he? Cooper. He's the oldest. So yeah. and oddly enough, Cooper is said to be. In, the most athletically gifted and best football player out of yeah, his I brothers. I knew that, but he was just injured, right? Or like, why didn't he? Yeah, he. I don't know if he. I forget the whole story. I know it's something with his back or spine, where hmm. either he was getting recruited to go somewhere, or he was already play. I forget the whole story, but he discovered that there was something wrong with his spine. Had to stop playing football. And then I think he went to Old Miss just for like school, and then he's like a multi-billionaire because he like started a company and like whatever. But um, yeah. he's supposed to be. The, and then you know, Peyton has I think two sons. So watch out. They gotta be like in high school, right? Peyton's and well, maybe not. They could be younger. Yeah, I keep thinking Peyton. Spate Manning's in his what, like his mid forties right now, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if he had kids when he was in his mid thirties. I guess they could only be like ten. Who knows? Yeah, you know, I'll see if I can find it. Um, oh, he has a son born in two thousand eleven. So that's eleven or so. Yeah. Wow. So we got a couple years. Hmm. Well, I'm sure whenever that kid is playing football, he'll be getting Watch him not even play. He's like just one of those kids. Do you, do you ever watching do you, um the 30 for 30 Brian Bosworth? I don't really watch that many 30 for 30s, so uh, no, I haven't seen that one. Well, you know who Brian Bosworth is, right? He was this stud line. Think about Johnny Manziel as a linebacker in the 80s for Oklahoma. Okay. So he's like this big dude, like humongous, right? He still is, right? He hasn't like stopped working out or anything. Like this dude is huge. His son in the documentary was like a skinny, like twerpy, like skater kid. So like it was like the exact opposite of his dad. Huh. It was funny. It's like you would think that it like went down the line, but it didn't. It just stopped. Yeah, interesting. 
Yeah, I mean, back to the whole point, like, to Arch Manning from New Orleans. Yeah, I'm surprised, too, because he probably – he could have just, like – could have named his school, right? He could have gone literally anywhere, and they would have said, yeah, well, thank you. Like, I'm surprised he didn't go to an SEC school. I guess he kind of did. He'll play in the SEC in a couple of years after he's there, but um, still. Yeah, man, like, but, like, I guess, like, quarterbacks really trust Steve Sarkeesian. I guess. I mean, he could have went to Bama with Nick Saban and Bill O'Brien. Yeah, could have gone to LSU. Well, like, maybe not. Just well, that wasn't even a finalist. Yeah. It was just um, Texas, Georgia, and Bama. I wouldn't have wanted to go to Georgia. That's not a quarterback school. It used to be. Was but it? not since Curry went there. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, and that's. I guess you got to look at the coach. Um, I'm trying to think. If I were a quarterback, where would I want to play? If I had my pick, I maybe 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 Oklahoma. Although without no USC. No, I wouldn't want to go to USC just because I don't like USC. Oh, I hate USC too, but like you have Lincoln Riley there. Yeah, I know, but oh, yeah, Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley would have been good. They put out studs left and right. Clemson would be good. Um, um, I don't know who else. I mean, Ohio State, maybe. Well, no, because Ohio State quarterbacks never do anything in the pros unless Justin Fields switches up that trend. What you're hoping for? Well, I'm conflicted, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just surprised, like, I don't know, like Old Miss or Tennessee wasn't a finalist at all. Yeah. That's actually a good point. Like Tennessee, don't they have Josh Herpel there? Josh Heupel, yeah. Right, that's a that's the head coach. Uh, I don't know, but maybe. Yaman Khan is back for being injured eight times this year. Yeah, hype. However, you said it, Harper. Hypel. Hypel. Whatever. Born from, born in South Dakota. Jesus. Who, Josh Hypel? Yeah. Hmm. He went. To, he went to Oklahoma from a from a high school in South Dakota. Good for him. That's sick. I think playing at Tennessee would be cool. I, that's a place I want to go see a game. I want to go see Tennessee, Florida, or Tennessee, Alabama in Tennessee at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Neyland Stadium would be a really cool place to see a game. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm looking to go to an LSU night game before anything else. Yeah. That is that's on top of my list. I, I want to go to Georgia just to see that stadium and that crowd. Tennessee's on the list. I feel like most SEC stadiums are on the list, except for like Vanderbilt, no. Mississippi State, probably not. I'd go um, and stay with all the cowbells there. Yeah, but I if I had to go to I'd rather go to Ole Miss if I'm going to a game in Mississippi because I want to go to the Grove. Uh, yeah, and I think they have a cool and they have a cooler stadium and like environment. I feel like Alabama, obviously. I mean, you're going to Auburn. So I mean, I don't is. I don't have any desire to go to Bama ever. Really? Yeah, that just I don't, I don't know. There's just I I don't know if it's just because I hate Bama, but then to me they're like stadium doesn't do much for me. Yeah, the stadium doesn't do much for me either, to be honest. Like, it never really seemed like it's a crazy, like, like a rowdy sort of environment. They um, say they say Auburn and LSU are the loudest stadiums in the SEC. I believe that. I think it'd be cool. I think going to a game at Florida would be cool. Yeah. Tennessee, obviously. Uh, Georgia, yeah. Um, I South Carolina had a run for like five years in the early 2000s. I was just going to say, I've always loved South, South Carolina has always been like a team I've really, really liked. Like I will, if I'm, if South Carolina is randomly on TV, I'll watch them and I'll always root for them. That's what my dad was. My dad, lie. my dad, my dad, whenever like South Carolina is on, he roots for South Carolina for some reason. I don't know, but I just I just love them. I feel like it's a cool school. I honestly looked at looked into applying there, but then I was like, I have no reason to go to South Carolina. But like uh, back, I think it was back when they had um, uh, they had Stephen Garcia, Alshon Jeffrey. Right? Didn't he go there? Or who yeah, am I thinking of? Marcus Lattimore and, and Marcus Lattimore. Yeah. Dude, that team was legit, and I, I loved watching South Carolina when those guys were there. Yeah. Um, I I yeah. want I, I want to see a night game, um, at Virginia Tech too. During, yeah. For, for entertainment, man. Yep, that would be cool. Um, but there's like specific games, like we've talked about this in the past. But there's specific games where, like I want to go see Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah. I want to go to Red River. I I could, but I'd only go if they play because I feel like at some point they're going to move that game to like Cowboy Stadium, which is going to ruin the field the game. They're not. No, they're good. Because I would only want to go to that game if it were played at the actual Cotton Bowl. They say that's such a dump of a stadium, though. Oh, it looks like it, but it's just like the fact that it's. See, like the, the history associated with it. See, I don't know who like, like like we talked about last week with like the schools I hate. Like I would root for Texas, but like I'd want to like like a horns down and throw the horns down like any chance I got. Oh yeah. I I honestly don't know who I would like root for in that game. I guess Texas, but you can just be a neutral fan. Yeah, but like, like I like I that's that's a game that yeah it's on like. Yeah, I'll go to it, but it's not. It, I not like jumping at the first chance I get to see that game. Yeah. But LSU LSU night game is top on my list. Yeah, I'm not sure what top on my list is. Like a non Penn State 
college football game that I would want to go to. Um, I don't know. You know, I, no. I was gonna say, if Florida State were good, it'd be cool to go to like a Florida State Clemson game at Florida State. Now, now that you mentioned them, Florida State and Miami has been on my list for years. Yeah, if I, I that'll be a fun game, but I'd only want to see it at Florida State. I have no desire to ever go to the Hard Rock Stadium or whatever it's called. See, I, I see. I would want to go to Miami just because I can hit two birds with one stone of saying I've been to a Miami Florida State game as well as just cross that stadium off the list. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and I don't care about the stadium. I think Joe Campbell stadium, but not if there's going to be twenty people there. Florida, Florida State is supposed to have like the top five hottest girls in all of, like America. Yeah, I believe that. Um. A 10 seed Florida would be cool. I wish Florida and Georgia didn't play in Jacksonville every year. Yeah, that yeah, I would agree with that. That stadium sucks. Yeah. I think I think the first game I'd like to go to outside of a Penn State game would be an SEC game. Yeah. Cause I think the SEC, like when I think of college football, I think of the Big Ten and I think of the SEC. Like those are the two most like quintessential football conferences by a mile. Yeah. And then, like, the ACC and the Big 12, and then the Pac-12. I think... I think in two years, so 2024, I'm going to try to go to... If it's on the same weekend as a Penn State home game, I'm going to try to go to LSU-Alabama. I mean, if it's two years from now, I could... Mark me down as tentative. Because I, I'm i pretty sure that's the next time they play um, Alabama. I'm that's at LSU. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mark me down as tentative. I But I would only go if it's not a non-Penn State football weekend. Yeah. Did you see that the ACC is eliminating conferences? The A, the AAC, or ACC. The AAC, they're eliminating comp divisions. Yeah, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, the Atlantic and the coastal. coastal. Yeah. Which, in my opinion, <clears throat> is, I can't talk. In my opinion, is the correct way to do it. Like the top two teams should be playing in a conference championship game. Not just the winner of each each side. Yeah. Because look at the Big Ten. It's Ohio State versus somebody versus, like, Wisconsin every year. Yeah. Except for last year. But, like, it would be an East team versus an East team how many years in a row – if they did it, I think like every single one. Yeah, I mean the old like. I think, I think Penn State, Wisconsin. That Wisconsin team technically was number two. They might have edged out Ohio State that year, but um, yeah, it's like 
the problem the problem with the problem with the Big Ten specifically is how do you divide them? There's no way to divide them because it's like Michigan and Michigan State are always gonna have to face each other. Yeah. Michigan and Ohio State are always gonna have to face each other. So like, what do you like? You can't do North and South. You can't do like the East and West is how it is. Like they almost had it right with the whole legend versus leader shit. But like when you have Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan State, and Michigan all in like four and one, like they should honestly just have an A and B. Like you'd have Wisconsin, Iowa, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State all in one, and the rest would be in like the B division. Yeah. That's an interesting point that I've heard talked about on the radio, and I wholeheartedly agree. The top five, there are the, let's see, the five power conferences should be paired with the top five non power five conferences. And it should be like European soccer, where the bottom two teams, or whatever the number is, from the Power Five conference, get sent down to the group of five or to the non-Power Five conference, and the top two teams from the group of five get promoted to the Power Five conference. You can't do that though. Why not? TV contracts, schedules, all that. They could make it work. They could make it work. You would just have to be more flexible on those things. Not you, you, and what happens for basketball then? You'll make it work. You just, I, there, I, I think there's bas- too many. Basketball, that's the thing. Now that, it's funny you say this because the guys who say this on the radio, these like ESPN radio guys, they're, they're people who like aren't just like blowing smoke out their ass. These guys are saying, yeah, of course, there's going to be so many people that say, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? You just figure out a way to make it work. And they can. But people just want to believe it's not possible, even though it is. I, and I think it'd be so cool. I think it'd be cool. I just don't think it's possible because of the TV contracts. I truly think that you just write a new contract every year. Yeah, but Where you've got you've got standard terms that are swapped based on whatever the teams are. It, it's possible. It one hundred percent is possible. If you if you wanted to do it, you would just do it. The Europeans do it. What do you think they do with their TV contracts? They figure it out. It's not the same though. What do you mean it's not the same? You have teams going up and teams going have, down. The teams have, going you up. Have, get... You have the Big Ten network. You have Fox deals with the Big Ten and the Pac-12. You have ESPN deals with every other fucking conference yeah. out there. So the Big like, Ten, the, this is how you do it. The Big Ten and the, all of those that you just, however much money it costs and is made, you just take all of that and you just divide it up by the teams who are on TV that year. Yeah. Maybe every um, team. I mean, this is what it would have to be. Let's say the Big Ten is paired with like the AAC, which would be a, a logical, a logical pairing, just geographically. Um, all of those schools, all you know, fourteen in the Big Ten plus I don't know how many in the AAC, all agree to the same terms with the TV providers, and the TV providers agree to the same terms. And then they all know that regardless of who is playing in the Big Ten that year, this is the terms of the contract that everybody will abide by. And that's just how it's going to go. 
I don't think I. So I, I would like that, but what I truly think is going to happen in a couple of years, when all these realignments happen and the new TV deals happen and the yeah. playoff gets expanded, is the group of five is going to fold into itself. Like you're going to see some teams go down to the, like the FCS level, like I don't, like take a sucky ass team from the MAC, so fucking Akron, yeah. like they might go to the FCS. The only reason why they wouldn't is because the TV deals, the money they're getting from the Mac, because they're still true, quote-unquote, D1. Yeah. But I I think, I, I think there's going to be a chaotic mess within the next probably five to ten years where we see college football as it is for the past probably, what, 75 years as being – uh, like Penn State, Big Ten, you know, ACC, blah, blah, all that. I think we're going to see it within I it, within a decade. I, I'm going to say Penn State's not part of the Big Ten, that there is some other establishment ruled. And who knows? Like, they, we've talked about this before. The NCAA has no point of it anymore. Like, they're basically just people that run tournaments or whatever, like, because the NIL. But that leaves, like, the group of – or uh, the Power Five to really – disband on their own and maybe Notre Dame finally becomes a part of a conference fully not just these five games of the ACC but I don't know what the answer is because it's such a big chaotic mess but yeah. well especially I've, I've heard this too just with like um, the SEC getting Texas and Oklahoma and that causing a stir among the other conferences where they're going to start creating these, like, you know, they're going to just try and rebrand to compete with the SEC, which could mean that, like, the Big Ten of the ACC take the most valuable brands and just dump the, like, you know, football. You know, the Big Ten's going to say goodbye to Northwestern. It's going to say goodbye to, you know, like, Minnesota and, and, and Illinois and Purdue and Indiana, and it's going to merge its money-making schools, right? The Ohio State's, Penn State's, Michigan's, Wisconsin's with the Clemson's, the Virginia Tech's, and that's where Notre Dame could come in and join that conference, right? The, these big brand names merge to compete with the SEC. The, well, so two points. Like, you know how, like, the AEC, like, you're, you're, you're relegating, like, play, you're kind of doing that in 2025 when you have Cincinnati – UCF and I think Memphis go to the Big 12. Like, so... Yeah. So, they're getting bumped up to, like, quote-unquote, like, the Power 5. Well, but, like... But then, on the flip side of things, like, what was my other point I was going to say? Oh. The only reason why I don't think there has been made, like, a humongous shift yet is because some schools are tied to their 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 non-conference opponent like Georgia and Georgia Tech face off every year Clemson and South Carolina play uh, face off every year um, some other ones like um, well like Notre Dame and Michigan and you know Michigan State Notre Dame like and Notre Dame and USC like there's some games where schools will fight till the end to keep because 
either A, they're so traditional, or B, and probably more importantly, they're so big financially to those schools. Yeah. Maybe every school should just go independent and figure it out themselves. Honestly, that would probably be best. Like, so you talk about like the TV contracts, right? Yeah. Each school gets to make up their own their own schedule, right? So Penn State calls Pitt, West Virginia, Ohio State, fucking Washington, Oregon State, Utah. I don't care who they call, right? They make up their schedule. They do home and homes or like four year deals or whatever. Yeah. They play their they they play their schedule. The TV contracts each year, okay. Fox can pick up whatever game they want. They're going to have dibs each year or each week. They'll either be dibs as in, like, it's going to be round robin or, like, it's going to be a big one, right? And then yeah. Each week, schools get paid, and then at the end, you have the best teams, and they get voted on. That'd be cool. I like that. I, that would never work, but it'd be impossible if every team were its own entity. Because think of a school like Illinois. No, no team would want to schedule to play at Illinois unless they're like a... But Because if, if every school... Like, think of it like Illinois, you're not going to make a lot of money playing in Illinois. So a, a team worse than Illinois would rather just you know spend oh my god jesus would rather um you know just get paid to go get their ass kicked by a better school than go to illinois and a better team wouldn't want to go to illinois because they're not going to make money and if they lose then it's like well shit so schools like that like illinois like not necessarily like, like um like missouri like you know um Oregon State, you know, those schools get screwed all of a sudden. They don't get screwed because you got to think like the middle of the road teams would get screwed. I don't think so. Because why would, if, if I'm Penn State's athletic director or football coach, whoever's making the schedule, why yeah. would I want to set Penn State up with a hard schedule one through 12? I would, you but, but you're not going to throw in a team like Illinois where they're, they're maybe just good enough to beat you, but they're not going to make a lot of money. They're, they're gonna not schedule. Gonna. You're going to, they beat us this past year. Don't say they, that. They shouldn't have. Beat, it doesn't matter. They did. They did. That's why you schedule a team like Akron where it's like, Hey, Akron, you want to make a bunch of money? Our house, get your ass kicked and call it a day. And Akron would be like, sure. Thanks. Right. You would never schedule. I oh, don't. Johnny fucking Cueto. Angels just hit back-to-back-to-back home runs. Sick. Three in a row. Wonderful. Capped off by Shohei Otani. One one over the dead center fence. There might have been one out in there, but they've hit three solo home runs this inning. All right, going back to our conversation. I'd rather save the money I would spend on paying Akron. So you have to pay Akron a million dollars compared to paying Illinois $500,000. What do you mean? You'd have to pay Illinois just as much. I wouldn't. Why not? Because they're facing a bigger team uh, of Penn State, and they probably get half the revenue from the beer stadium tickets. I don't know how it works, but I guarantee you, I that you don't have you don't hear about the Penn State paying fucking 
Who's their out of conference? Po- oh, you don't hear Penn State paying Auburn a million dollars to play a home and home. They, well, that's because there's conferences that deal with that, deal with all the TV and money. No, and- but you hear about Penn State paying like Akron or other schools like a million no, dollars to travel. Penn State doesn't pay them. Those yeah, they do. Get- no, the co- they get paid. I feel like I'm pretty sure no. they get paid out by the conference. No, no, the school pays the other school. Why would the conference pay for that? If, if well, Penn no, State the conference doesn't pay for it, but the TV package pays for it. Like, if that game is on the Big Ten Network, then Fox pays no schools a part of their revenue. And no. actually, like, a lot more money playing on the Big Ten Network. No, not dude. playing on TV at all. No, Penn State has to pay Akron to schedule them. It's the, the, the TV contracts, though, the, the, the TV does yeah. not matter. Okay, well, so, okay, but that actually, that validates my point then, because why would Penn State play, pay Illinois when they could pay Akron? Because you pay them less. But in this scenario, if Illinois and Akron are on the same level, then you, would, you wouldn't have to pay Akron the same amount of money. You could probably get away with paying them less. No, because I feel what? like they're, 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 they're the smaller school. They're, they're the max school, the old max school. They're not, they're not fucking Illinois. Who has so why would, you have to, why would you have to pay them more then? Huh? Why would you have to pay them more? Because it's an automatic loss. You're saying how the, the middle of the pack roads are good enough to beat, sometimes beat a Penn State or Ohio State. We would pay you less because it's, it's like betting, dude. Like Akron has a 99% chance to lose against Penn State if we schedule a home and home, no matter if they're playing at Penn State or at Akron. Okay, you're saying the mid, the middle of the pack road teams, they have maybe instead of a 99% uh, chance to lose, they have a 65% chance to lose. So why would Penn State pay them more? But that's the thing. This is why. Because if it's all competition-based, like... They're cutting in now. Yo, can you hear me or no? Yes, now I can. Sorry, I don't know what that was. If the whole point of this is to make money, and if it's a fend-for-yourself type thing, just basic economics is going to come into play, and it's going to become like a a bidding war, where schools are going to say, we'd rather schedule Illinois and save the money than schedule Akron. That's exactly my point. So that means that Akron is going to have to start saying, shit, if we want to get games, we need to start accepting less money to actually get those games scheduled. Otherwise, they're not going to have any games scheduled, even if If it is an automatic win. If that was the case, then why doesn't Penn State schedule fucking Oregon State, fucking uh, Iowa State, and, I don't know, fucking Boston College every year instead of having Central Michigan, Ohio, and Auburn? Because – they in this instance when there's conferences they want those wins. Exactly. So they're going after little schools. To but that's because wins. you can't you can't schedule. Oh, okay, I get. I it probably I don't know. Maybe it is because of the conferences. I don't know. No, it's nothing of the conferences. It's nothing of the conferences. 
This is the schools individually going when they are out. They have their out of conference games that they can schedule three to four, depending on what conference you actually belong to. You have three to four chances to schedule your own games. Yeah. Okay. So, in the instance, Penn State, they're facing Auburn this year. They went to, I don't know who initiated it, probably Sandy Barber, went to Auburn and said, hey, we'd like to face you. Can we schedule a home and home? Is that agreed upon? Yes, it is. Okay, great. So, we're not going to send money over to each other because we agreed to a home and home. You can keep whatever ticket sales you get, whatever ticket sales we get. Okay. That way, we have at least some sort of respectful game, and it probably highlights our campus and our school and blah, 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 all that. There's no, there's no TV affiliates or rights or anything involved with that. It's ESPN or Fox or, in this case, CBS saying, oh, shit, we can pick whatever game we want this week. We want to have Penn State and Auburn. That is our pick for for our 2.30 slot. Mm-hmm. Then, Penn State still has two other games to fill in. Oh, shit. We want to have an easy schedule. So, let's say, hey, Ohio, we'll pay you $7,500, $750,000 to come and play with us on September the 10th at Beaver Stadium. Do you agree to that? We don't want to do it home and home with you. We'd rather just pay you to get your asses kicked. Hopefully. Okay, cool. Pencil it in. Pen it in. Same thing with Central Michigan on September 24th. Uh-huh. Then you have schools like LSU. Hey, we need an out-of-conference opponent. Hey, Florida State. We can schedule a game. Probably got to invite them to. Um, to play in New Orleans on Labor Day, like actual Labor Day. Do you agree to this? Yes. Cool. Awesome. That 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 is probably special. Where that the whoever's hosting it, whatever I think it's like Chick Fil A, whatever it is, they're like, hey, we'll give you half the gate revenue that come in from ticket sales, and you guys are highlighted on this game. You guys agree to it? Yes. Cool. That's why Alabama every year they schedule a cupcake FCS opponent the week before Auburn. Wow. It is all of the of the school. It is none of the TV, none of the conference. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But the whole point of this is being what happens if every school is independent. Look at Notre Dame. Yeah, but that that's what I'm saying. A team like Illinois is the example I'll use. Get screwed in this situation. They don't because they so so your your hypothetical is they they'll get screwed because they're in the middle of the pack or sub below, um like the, the actual power five. So they'll be able to schedule Oregon State. They'll be able to schedule fucking Vanderbilt. All these schools that are mid, um power fives or just sucky power fives or whatever we call them, right? So hypothetically, if you're the best uh, power five that gets left in that like middle of the pack group. You're going to end the year at probably 10 and 2, 11 and 1, maybe 12 and 0, maybe 9 and 3. And guess what? You're still going to probably build up on that by getting invited to a good bowl. Yeah, but if those teams are only, like, if Illinois every year schedules the Oregon States, the Vanderbilts, the Mizzou's, all of these other middle of the road schools, 
if the whole point of this is to get on TV, those games are not going to be aired. The games that are going to be aired on the major networks that will subsequently make the most money are the games that are like, you know, the Alabamas, the LSUs, the Penn States, the Ohio States, and the Michigans, and the Clemsons, right? Like the, the brand names. And there are enough of those to fill up TV slots. So not Illinois versus Vanderbilt is not going to be on TV. And if it is, because you have to, in this scenario, eliminate, there's no Big Ten Network. There's no SEC or ACC, whatever, and all the conference networks. There's no more of that. So you don't have a default option for airing on TV. You might get like a regional broadcast, but you're not going to get any exposure, which means you're not going to make any money, which means you're not going to be able to pay coaching staffs and, you know, have budgets for recruiting. And so you're just going to get stuck in this vicious cycle. So all of a sudden, all of those middle of the road schools are going to just drop down to the position of what the group of five is now. And there will be, you know, the top maybe like 50 schools that are eating up all of the market share, making all the money, and all the other schools get screwed. Like the conferences protect, like Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt has no right being in the SEC, but they get protected by the fact that they are. No, they're protected from the fact that the conference makes it as a whole TV revenue and then shells it out to them. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying, but that so, doesn't exist. So, so- I have two things to say to you. One, survival of the fittest. Good thing we're Penn State fans. Mm-hmm. Two, what happens when like LSU goes six and six, or Penn State goes five and seven, or whatever those years? See, well, when you go week by week, and you have the conference, and you have the TVs, no matter what channel it is, it could be fucking Hallmark Network for all you give a fuck. Like they're gonna have a certain amount of money to shell out to this. Maybe new uh, channels come out of this. Instead of having ESPN 2, ESPN, ESPN News, ESPN New, there's a ESPN 4. Maybe there's a just college football channel. Yeah, but just because those channels exist doesn't mean they're going to pay out a lot of money. They could. For a specific game. They could. They could. You could have a channel that just specializes in in the Illinois versus Vanderbilt game. At- but nobody is going to watch it. No, they will. You know why? You set up 9 a.m. kickoffs. I was going to say, if you, if, if you or, or if you do weekday games. Look how the Mac is doing it. Look how, like, fucking that Big Ten's doing it on Friday night games. See? It's all about finding your niche. Oh. In a, in a hypothetical world, this could happen. And I think this would be better than your whole European soccer shit, too. Well, I disagree with that. No, I don't. I, I would love to have a hypothetical world where I set up my thing, where I'm, where I'm explaining it, where TVs just pick it up every week and they have like a pool of money that they can shell out to each school. And then you deal with the whole contract change every year type of thing. Contracts wouldn't change. The schools that they get paid out for would be. The contract would remain the same, but the way that it was enforced for any particular school would be dependent on which. There would be a clause, right? The clause of the contract. So the contract would change. No. Yes, there would be, it would. There would, be, there would be two clauses in the contract. One for if you're in the, in the power five, one if you're in the group of five. 
the contract does not change, which part of the contract that gets enforced changes. But the language does not. I'm saying the contract would change. Everybody knows what they're everybody out. knows what they're everybody knows what they're agreeing to beforehand. Correct, but it would change every year. Because of the teams that would change. It, no, it wouldn't. It would. And how do you tell me? How do you tell me? So you're going to tell me, say one year, okay? You take the Big Ten, for example, with the 14 schools that they have, okay? Say Illinois and, I don't know, Rutgers gets eliminated, right? And instead of those two schools, you pick up schools like East Carolina and Tulsa from the AAC, right? Yeah. So you just lost the New York market with Rutgers, as well as the, like, I don't know, St. Louis and Southern Illinois market, right? So let's just say that Illinois as a school has, I don't know, I'm just saying random numbers here, 30,000 students, and Rutgers has 40,000 students. But East Carolina only has 20,000, and Tulsa only has 20,000. That's a net loss of 40,000 students, in, ter- in theory, would be 40,000 interested minds, on top of losing the markets and the market share from, from, those, from those things. So, in theory, the Big Ten could lose money based on the new contract because you're losing all those. What, what, if, if year one, you take the Big Ten how it is now with all those markets that we thrive in, that, that market share actually could be worth $200 million. But if we lose the New York market and we pick up zero market, yeah, you pick up the Tulsa market, that, 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 that new in whole is worth $150 million. Well, here's the thing. You don't lose the market. Contracts would cover both halves, right? So, like, let's say Fox makes, a, you know, a deal with the Big Ten and the AAC or whoever their group of five counterpart is. Fox still broadcasts those games. Now, Big Noon Sunday is going to have the big games, but the – Thursday night game on FS2 is going to be Illinois versus East Carolina. You still have those fan bases watching those schools. And what becomes interesting about this is that every year teams that are in the lower division are going to want to be rel- to be promoted to the top division. So you do care because you are fighting for your chance to prove yourself at the next level. And so those games all of a sudden become that much more competitive because it's like, it's like, you know, watching like a mid-major college basketball tournament. Like this could be your only shot, shot to play in the big leagues. You're going to leave it all out on the line every night. And if you're a school like Illinois that got relegated, you're going to be pissed off that you got kicked out of your league, that you're going to want to put these smaller schools in their place. Well, they're going to be saying, no, no, we're coming for you. You're not going back up. And so all of a sudden you get this, this like, intrigue of the lower conferences who are fighting and clawing for their way up for a shot against aren't they doing that know. every single year right now no where yes. are they going besides back to their own i mean they, the they, still have to, res- they, they still have to show up and show that other conferences to get invited to 
the reason why the Big 12, who is a Power 5 conference, invited UCF, Cincinnati, whoever else into Big 12 is because they showed up. Yeah, but this is an anomaly because this was not the case for the past forever before right now. So you, you, that's a no, bad example. No, but look at, TC, look at TCU and Boise State and look at right. TCU. Once, once every so often it happens. But I think of it every year, every conference has two teams that are fighting for their shot. They to fight get every day. But not, but not literally because there is no guarantee that, you know, Cincinnati was never guaranteed a shot to go to the Big 12. It just worked out due to all these other situations because, that they – Because over the last five years, they balled out on the I field. Think about every single year, teams are guaranteed that opportunity if they win. Right now, there is no guarantee. There is no there's guarantee. But that, that, well, but in my mind – okay, but I think there should be because I think it adds so much more intrigue to the sport. Because then you get an off year – like North, you know, like Northern Illinois being really good in like 2013 or whatever, and going to the Orange Bowl. All of a sudden, next year they're playing in the Big Ten. Yeah, and then what? The, what, what happens when they play the Big Ten? When they get smashed by Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Iowa, wherever else? Because they, they get smashed because they're a small school with zero budget. Then they get sent back down and they fight all over again. That's it. That's that's stupid to me. Well, I don't. I'm sorry you disagree with me but i think it's a good it's a idea. horrible model um i don't think it is i think it's a stupid model well you're allowed to think whatever you want that is why max schools are max schools and big 10 schools are big 10 schools granted you have the outliers like illinois who was once good for like the 90s okay but though the there's certain programs that can sustain success like look at tcu Okay, Boise State, I, I think they're even a team that got invited to the Big 12 or something like that. I don't know. But look at these other schools. Look at Penn State. Penn State was independent until 90s. Why were they invited to a conference? Because they sustained success all those years. Why did Texas and Oklahoma get invited to SEC, the best conference in, in the land for football? Because they sustained success over the years. Yeah, I don't disagree with you, but that's all. I mean, but they also have the money to, and that's the other thing. The teams, like, like, if for one year Northern Illinois gets promoted, they get the money for from being. It's like all of a sudden they can start putting more money into recruiting and you know, state, uh, facility upgrades and things like that. You know, so all of a sudden it becomes the money game comes into play too, and that's how you sustain success is by making money, right? Like all these schools you listed had to make money in order to sustain the success that they did. It, it, you're, it wouldn't work out, though. It would not work out. You're allowed to take that. I'm allowed to disagree with you, and that's like pretty much everything we talk about where this is going to end up. Yeah, that's, that's how it is. So accept that. I never didn't accept that. Cool. God, fucking Sox are the most frustrating team in baseball to watch. Phillies lost too, so did they give up three home runs in a row? Uh, they gave up two in the first inning. Not quite three. So lost. We're probably gonna lose, considering we've scored like eight runs over our past six games. 
Three nothing is an insurmountable lead for us to overcome. Yeah. This, uh, I'm so excited for football season, man. I can't wait for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, dude. I forgot it's election night for a lot of these primaries. What primaries? I don't know. Illinois was today for uh, whatever seats are up for re-election in November. Mm. I think the I think the Republicans had the easiest ride for 2024 until this past weekend. I was going to say, dare I ask what you think about Roe v. Wade being overturned? So, I have two parts. One, I'm against abortion. I think it's, I think that abortion should be allowed in some cases, such as being raped and or the mom's life is endangered during either birth or pregnancy. One of the two, whatever. Okay. That's However, reasonable of you. I think that the majority, and we'll never get to find the stats because they'd be so skewed from the people that actually do the abortions. I think the majority of times abortions are used as a get out free jail card for people that are either a not financially stable enough for a child B didn't want a child in the first place or C some of some other, you know, bullshit reason, which there are plenty of options to prevent that, but that's another story. Uh, so do you, do you think it's fair then for the child to be brought into a world where they might be in a broken home or with parents who didn't want them or with parents who are not prepared to be parents who become poor parents? And so then these kids end up in, you know, in the system or they join gangs or they you know, are doing other other things that have a negative impact on society because their mother was forced to give birth to them. I feel like it's unfair to them that they're put in that situation because the mom and or dad or whatever the situation is were just too dumb or I don't know what the reason could be. You're just too dumb not either to not wrap it up or not pull out or like whatever. I think that is very preventable. However, I think it is the stupidest thing on earth that this law was overturned. I'll say that because one, and most importantly, it was already decided upon 50, what, 50 years ago? So if something is already decided upon, why are we going back to revisit it? Like once something is decided on, like no matter if I agree with it or if 90 million Americans, Americans agree with it, it's decided upon. It is done. It's over with. You know, we're shit out of luck. And then two, when the Democrats get a hold of the Supreme Court, what's going to happen? They're going to reverse the decision from 2022 that 
made Roe v. Wade illegal or whatever, or amended, whatever the, you know, term is. And then abortion is going to be legal in every state or not given or or federally protected or whatever the case might be. And then they're going to go after, quote unquote, Republican laws. So guess what, Bubba in Mississippi, your gun rights are probably going to be taken away in, you know, uh, 2079. So just one big cycle of just bullshit. So I tweet this out too. Every Republican that was celebrating that when Roe v. Wade was overturned and how some states, mainly in the Midwest, are banning abortions altogether. Mainly in the South, not the Midwest, the South. Well, I saw Texas, Oklahoma, like they were already in place and banned, whatever. So all. I I don't consider Texas the Midwest, but anyway. Every. That's another. Every. Person that's celebrating this game mentality of that when the overturning quote unquote your law. That's my opinion on that. All right, that's fair. I just think it's dumb that I mean, I. What's interesting is that, unlike you, I allow myself to change. I was, during my formative years, fairly pro-life. But then I realized that, like, why, why should I be pro-life? I had this profound change of heart to where I am now very pro-abortion. I'm not pro-abortion. Let me rephrase that. I am pro the women's right to choose what is the best thing for her to do to her body. I have no right. I'm a a dude. I will never know what it's like to be pregnant physically, psychologically, emotionally, etc. I will never, ever know that. And so I have no business saying what you can and cannot do. Nobody does. It's your right. It's your body. It's your right. And I get it. Is there a per, is there a fetus inside of you? Yeah. But I, I still think that it's your right to choose. I don't want to ice all together that. It's not like, like, all right. So you're basically saying that I 100% agree with that, yes. Okay, so last two years with these fucking masks. Yeah, people have made that argument as well, and it's very easy to disprove that. Not disprove it, but just counter it. Being pregnant is not contagious. That's, this is my counterpoint. Being pregnant is not contagious. No, it's not. How is If I'm standing near a pregnant person, I'm not going to become pregnant because it is not contagious. COVID is contagious. If you're not wearing a mask, you, are, you could give me COVID. And before we knew, like all we know now about COVID, nobody wanted it. But all these 
anti-maskers were just like, oh, I can, I don't have to wear a mask and I can cough on you and then you're going to get COVID. And at the time, we thought there's a real chance that anybody could die catching COVID because these jackasses wouldn't wear their masks. That's never going to happen with a pregnant person. So you being pregnant does not affect me. You having COVID and being around me affects me. You can try. You can try. I don't. I don't see how you could. The, the you re- can try, but yes, I don't see how you would. The, re- the, the reason that you mentioned how I thought it was to be poor. This system joint. That's I trickle down. Yes. So you should be pro-abortion because yes, yeah, so you should be pro-abortion then you should be pro-abortion then because in that case, you prevent that from happening as often as it does. Because if there is, I hate to say it, if there's a 16-year-old you know, girl from the south side of Chicago who has absolutely no interest in being a parent, but the system doesn't let her get an abortion, so she has a kid and she's a neglectful parent and it's just not a good situation, the kid grows up and joins gangs, and then kills five people, that's the effect. Wouldn't you rather just let her get the abortion and then avoid all of the future repercussions of her giving birth? I, I know, you would rather her not get pregnant in the first place. But that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that. you, that's not going to happen. Then, that's okay, why... then don't ban abortions. Okay, that, then don't ban abortions, ban having sex. Literally make it illegal to have sex with somebody unless you're married to them, financially stable, and have been governmentally approved to have a child. All right, that's basically what you're saying. So let's do that. Let's just, like, force every dude Process. to get a vasectomy that can only be reversed in, uh, once they're married. It's like, okay, you're married. Now you go to this government-mandated doctor to reverse your vasectomy so that you can have kids. Let's just do that. Every newborn baby uh, gets their umbilical cord snipped uh, and gets their tubes, gets their vasectomy right uh, at birth. Uh, Let's do that. You, you can develop that. You have to pass a test. You have to pass. You have to. I'll be dead ass. You have to. There's a. I'm. I'm sure you are. If 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 you where guys are unable to reduce sperm. Like so, about that. Tell me, become a billionaire overnight. Well, it's. I it would probably. It would. It would. No, I. I know you're not. It would probably be easier on the female side because, like, women have a finite amount of eggs, and I. I don't know the first thing about female anatomy and like how that all works, but like, could you, in theory, like, remove all of the eggs from a woman and only give them back when she's been qualified. <laughs> like this is a really, really fucked up conversation to be having. And I don't, let me just throw a disclaimer out there because this is being reported. I wholeheartedly disagree with literally everything that is being discussed right now, but I'm only saying this to play devil, devil's advocate. But anyway, go ahead. It's like, we're like, where they get the, they're in their own. Like, they don't pass the egg. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. 
for all. But that's also that, that, that is so. That's so. But that's so Orwellian. It hurts. Oh, did Josh Harrison just tie this game? Josh Harrison just tied this game. Let's go. Two run homers. Tie game. <laughs> even a broke. Even a broke clock is right twice a day. Here's one more thing. For me, sense me. No. Me, sense me. How? Pro choice. Typically, are pro choice. For not get a shot. Are typically. As well. You want to kill unlimited, but you want when it comes to a murder. Makes sense to me. Ever makes sense to me. Which is fair. I don't really know what my opinion on the death penalty is. I haven't really like read into it enough. But um, but the the last thing I'll say about this, if. Well, I, the last thing I'm going to say about this is if Republicans, and now that Roe v. Wade is overturned so the states can ban abortion all they want or something like that, um, Republicans, if they are going to ban abortions, need to be prepared to dump a whole, whole, whole bunch of money into a more robust social system for parents who are not what do not want to be are not prepared to be are not financially able to be parents like all these pro pro life people need to also be pro let's give every mother and parents out there all of the resources they need no matter the cost so that they can give that child a good life because it feels like so often like pro life people are just like yeah just give Oh, you're pro. You have to give birth to this kid, and then once you give birth, we don't give a shit about your stupid kid. So what if it's poor? We don't care. That's your fault. No, if you're going to force somebody to give birth, you should also be responsible to ensure that they have the resources necessary to actually like raise a productive member of society as for a child. With the government, but the Republicans are like, well, I think that's no, we can't happened. spend money on socially. No, but the, but the Republicans are so much like, oh, we can't spend money on social issues. No, that's bad. Oh, Black Lives Matter? Let's spend less money on anything related to, like, police reform and just spend minimal amounts of money on our police forces to just keep doing what they're doing, which clearly is not working. But that's, you know what? Saves us money. And what are you going to do about it? So, Well, the funded police really worked out. That all the cities America that... Especially... Mm-hmm. You know, well, actually, do need a. No, I I believe we need a police force, but we need a police force that is there to do something different than just kill a lot of people that shouldn't be killing. Okay. <laughs> this is That'll a whole be me argument. putting it bluntly. I know. They're not, they're, not, they're not killing as many gang members are. Well, but they are killing innocent people who don't have any 
do not deserve to be killed. And they're the police. They're not gangbangers, although some some say it's hard to tell the difference. Yeah, it, I mean, yeah, it is. It's totally different. Out of, you know, millions of people, you know, some do outside of Chicago killing because they Well, some would argue that police kill people just because they have the wrong skin color. So, in the oh, that, the fact, all right. Well, it's getting late. I don't want to get into this. So, is this is what Democrats. Well, they're hanging they're hang for the next two years. I don't disagree, as they should. <laughs> because at the end of the day, the majority of Americans are pro-choice. And a minority was able to get it overturned. And so Republican, Democrat, doesn't matter. The majority of people in this country are pro-choice. That's like statistically proven. I, again, I, again, I think it's stupid that, that it was. I, I think, think we're gonna just yeah. Love, hey, like we have the agree. Our party doesn't agree with. Yeah, and I don't disagree with that. I I think that is very possibly going to be the case. I don't disagree with that at all. What do you think? Twenty seventy. The. Let's have the. The. Which one? Gone. Like, what are they got to for? Uh, well, depends on where we are in twenty seventy five. But if if things are exactly the same as they are now, I think you the easiest one to get overturned is Roe v. Wade. So I think you do that first. Um, and then probably guns. That would be my guess. That would be my guess. But what do I know? First time all night. What? I said first time all night that we've agreed, seemingly. We disagreed on a lot. We disagreed on a lot of college football. We, well, we disagreed. Oh, did Luis Robert just give us a two-run lead? Oh, the White Sox are winning this game. We can do. Luis Robert goes from the most disinterested strikeout victim I've ever seen to hitting like a 430-foot bomb to dead center. Look at you. I don't know what to think with this. I don't know what to do with this team. 448 feet. 110 off the bat. Yeah, you, I mean, dead center, and Mike Trout just watched it go. Man, he just Trout struck out. Bombed. Good for you, but bad for going to see Mike Trout. I mean, I can see all. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, after we birthday, America. <laughs> Happy birthday, America. We love you. I. I um. By the way, real quick. Possibly the worst scheduled. Yeah, it's, I mean, I get it because everybody has the next day off, but still, like, just weird time for a wedding. Oh. Whose wedding is oh. this? My, co- my little cousin. Yeah. Who can't even drink. Oh. Oh, God. I would wait yeah. to turn 21 for that fact alone. I. This way, into graduation pool. Dancing. Just gonna bring a case of Miller Lights. I don't know what. Frank. Oh. You saying that really says something about this wedding. But that's I could do a whole five hours on on, on this wedding in this situation. But let's go. But have a good weekend, everyone. We'll... Sounds good, dude. Have a good weekend. Enjoy uh, the holiday, and yeah, I'll talk to you next week. All right, dude. I'll... All right, I'll see you.